episode of Chopping It Up with D. Randall, Virtual Barbershop Experience, where we sit in this virtual chair, get this virtual line up, virtual fade, virtual even Steven, where we sit in the virtual seat and chop it up about all topics. It's a family-oriented show, so just like the gentlemen, the ladies are also welcome. So sit in this chair, virtual chair and let's get ready. To chop it up. This episode is sponsored by my wife's business. Her name is Tia Monique, and the name of her business is Let It Out Academy. She's a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. It's time to share y'all stories with the world. Schedule just schedule your discovery call at www.tiamonique.com. That's www. T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. www.tmonique.com. And the name of the business is Let It Out Academy. Okay, um, a couple episodes ago, I talked about the actions of the white men that jumped on the black man and Montgomery, Alabama, and it caused an all-out brawl because uh, the the fellas, the black fellas, got fed up for them jumping on them, and they stood up. Like I say, I don't uh, condone violence. I do condone them standing up, putting their foot down and say, enough is enough. We're not doing this again. Okay, so a couple days ago, there is a family dollar in Jacksonville, Georgia. I'm sorry, Jacksonville, Florida, where there is a, a predominant black era, area of Jacksonville. There is a HBCU there named Edward Waters University. It's a Christian university. And we had an incident where a young white man went in the family dollar and shot three black people and then took his own life. <clears throat> his name was Brian Christopher Palmeter and he was 21 years old. This is, when are we going to do something about the senseless violence against black people. I'm at a point where it's anger and frustration because 
a 52-year-old woman and two 19-year-old uh, fellas were murdered senselessly. And he was able to kill himself. Now, it was an 11-minute standoff. All of it was caught on surveillance camera in the family dollar in Jacksonville. And I'm at a point, like I said, that the frustration is kicking in. It's always been anger. African-American men and women are being made as test dummies or cattle, prey. And we're being killed by racist white people. Here's a guy that's 21 years old. What does he really know about racism? He hasn't even really lived his life. Why? Why, why, why? Where did he get this from? Now, there is a little information about this young man. After he shot the first person, which is the 52-year-old woman, I'm going to leave nameless, he called or text, I'm sorry, one of the two, his father and told him to look on his laptop. There is a last will and testament and a diary of a madman, which the police is calling a manifesto of the hatred for black people, what he wanted to do to black people, how he felt like black people didn't deserve to be in America. They didn't deserve to be on the planet. He had a couple of manifestos. And at the end of the day, he did something real stupid, in my opinion, because he doesn't know what racism is besides what he see or what he was taught. And he was too young. He was a guy that you probably could have maybe, maybe, maybe changed his perspective looking at what they said in the, in this diary of a madman i think his mind was made up i don't know where the hatred came from they didn't specify that they just uh said he had a pure hatred for african-american people so much so that the ar-15 common weapon and all this stuff had pictures of swastikas on them he he had a true hatred now we sitting in this virtual chair, and I'm sure I have some of my my white buddies um, sitting in the chair with us. And I would like to ask a question to everyone: What is it going to take to actually remove racism? What is it really going to take? My opinion: It will never be removed. It went dormant. It went in hibernation, so to speak. It never died. It never went away. It hibernated. I just don't see racism leaving us, period. It's sad that we are test dummies. We are cattle. We were slaves. We were beaten. We were uh, robbed. Our women were sexually assaulted. Our men were treated like pure deep dirt, beaten if they did one thing wrong. It's, it's 
tiresome to have to go through all this just to have equality in a country where it says one nation under God. I know y'all probably don't remember that. They're just not probably letting them state the Pledge of Allegiance. But the one statement in that pledge that always stuck with me, one nation under God. Everyone says God is love, and God is love. Where is the love? Where is it at? I honestly believe that there is no love. It's still hatred. It's still pain. It's still jealousy. And the sad part about all this, I know a lot of white people, men and women, that hate us, love trying to be us, love the way we dress, love the cars we drive, love our swagger, love our our confidence, love our looks, everything about us, they won't. Yet you hate us. Make that make sense to me. I would love for somebody to make that make sense to me. Because at the end of the day, if you want to be us so bad, why are you killing us? Why are you trying to take us out? Why you hate us so bad? These are questions I want answers to. And then he took the coward way out because what he did was he had a bulletproof vest on but he shot himself in the head in an apparent suicide that's what it's supposed to be a suicide he wrote hate pure unadulterated hate that's what he believed in he hated black people he couldn't stand us he didn't want us around he initially went to the HBCU, but someone said he looked suspicious, and people were looking at him, and he left. He actually left. That's when he went to the Family Dollar. And the funny thing about it, well, I can't say funny. The sad thing about it is that when he started his initial shooting, he was actually letting black and white people out of the store yet he was still shooting at some of them. So it makes no sense what this man was doing. He didn't have a criminal history. He didn't have anything that would make you think he would do such a thing until you read what he wrote, Diary of a Mad Man. He didn't, well, I, I take it back. The, the picture they put up of him, he did look strange. He did look like it was a possibility that he could actually do what he did. I got a weird feeling when I seen the picture they put up of him. Now, the police are, are doing all they can to keep um, the situation at bay, keep it calm. The people um, came to have prayer visuals because, like I said, the HBCU, Edward Waters University, is actually a Christian uh, college. It's a, a historical black Christian college. So they all have prayer vigils and they all came out and spoke that we're going to get through this with God and unity. We're going to get through this 
if you listen to the interviews of the people, you can hear the anger and the frustration in their voice. Even though they're saying, God will handle it. God will take care of it. We're going to put it in God's hands. Remember, we are still human. And our emotions will get the best of us in certain things. This young man took it upon himself to take out a race that's already been bruised, battered, bullied, destroyed, put in slavery. They really do not like us. If you didn't like us, you should have left us in Africa. You should have left us alone. But what they seen was the strong black man and the beautiful Nubian queen. And they figured they could take us and run us and treat us like pure D dirt and we will accept it. Well, guess what? Enough is enough. We're not accepting any garbage any longer. We took a stand for police brutality. We took a stand for racism. We're taking the stand on black black on black crime. It's time out for all of this. And I'm talking to right now, I'm talking to the Caucasian people that are listening to my my podcast. I have no ill will. A lot of you are not like that. But remember, one bad apple spoils the bunch. And there's a million bad apples in your bunch that makes you a part of the stereotype. Just like you stereotype us that we drug dealers, we cold-blooded killers, we steal, we rob. You are haters. You are pure evil. And like I say, I don't believe all of you are. I'm going to go to my question because I am speaking. Why? I would love to know why, because in my opinion, why means a lot. It means that you would have to explain what is the hatred about when you wanted us, you came and got us, you put us to work in your uh, plantations, you wanted our women. Your, your women wanted our men. So make it make sense to me, my white brothers and sisters. I have a lot of white friends. E-Course had a diversity, the city I'm from. Black, white, and Latino. And I had friends of every, uh, every race. Did we have issues? Of course, because there were always bad apples in all of the races. They just hated. One of my good friends is a white guy. Another one of my good friends is a Latino. His mother treated me as her own when we were growing up. So I know that there are good Caucasian, good Latino men and women out there. I want a question from my good white people. How can you answer for the ones that's doing what they're doing? How can you sit them down and get them to understand 
you keep pushing and poking and poking, poking the bear, the bear is going to end up attacking. You keep you keep slapping on that pit bull, the pit bull going to bite you. You poke a wolverine, it's going to attack you. And what you're doing, you're poking us and we're reacting. This is an instance where nobody was bothering this 21-year-old kid and he decides to take matters in his own hands because of the hatred he has. He's judge, jury, and executioner all in one. But then, didn't have the heart, didn't have the courage to stand trial. He killed himself. So what that say about him? He's an out-and-out coward. I have no respect for him or any other Caucasian person who acts the way this young man acted. What did we do? He did nothing to you. Now, like I said, things are different. And the ladies love the, the men. The men love the ladies. They want us. They always wanted us. Black people are the most beautiful people walking this planet. We are the chosen people. Let's talk about it. We are the chosen people. We, the African Americans, are the chosen people. As a matter of fact, there is an article that says Caucasian is not even a race. You don't have any... You don't have pigmentation. I got to find that article. So I'm going to say alleged. Allegedly, you don't have the pigmentation to even be called a race. And I'm not talking to all of you. I'm not, I'm not referring that every white person is crazy. You line 10 of them up, seven of them are. And the bad part about it is that you're closet racist. You got some that just don't care. They don't care. They're going to let you know. I'm down with the clan. You ain't nothing you're going to do about it, N-word, whatever. But then you find some who laugh in our face, want to be around us, and think we the greatest people walking the planet and then you hear a recording how they can't stand us and they don't we don't deserve the jobs that we get we more superior than the african-american community those are the ones i really don't have respect for the ones just just out there and don't care at least they honest at least they'll tell you i can't stand you in word i don't like you i can respect that you're not hiding anything. The ones that hide and want to hee hee ha ha in our face and want to be uh, all in our business and want to learn what we do and then you turn, turn around and say racist things or do racist things, I have no respect for you. None. That's a coward move. So let's look at it from this perspective. You got a 21-year-old kid walks and kills three black people turns out that he has 
a, a diary, but the police call it manifestos of how much he hated black people, how much he could wanted to rid us of walking not only the country, but the planet. How much he felt that we were totally inferior to the Caucasian community. They didn't deserve nothing. But he did all this and wrote all this down, wrote his last will and testament, and kills himself. What type of man are you, big man? Were you, I say. Because you allegedly killed yourself, didn't want to face the music of what you did. That's a coward move. And I have no respect for you. You mean nothing to me. The frustration is getting worse. The anger has already been bad. It's getting worse. When our black people start to stand up, we still get shot down. We still get murdered. We still get beaten. We still get thrown in jail for something we didn't do. We still get arrested and uh, have bumped up charges against us. We can't walk the street without looking suspicious. We can't go to the store without being stared at. We can't drive in a nice car without it being stolen. We can't have a nice suit on without being a drug dealer. We can't have intelligence because we're supposed to be stupid. We, supposed, we are supposed to be inferior in every way. Well, I'm here to tell you, that's a bold-faced lie. Go look. Go look it up. A majority of the great inventions were invented by black people, men and women. One of the first true millionaires was a black woman. We have done and helped build the country you don't want us in. Mr. Palmeter, you wouldn't have a country if it wasn't for a black man. You wouldn't have the things that you have if it wasn't for a black man. How you think trains can couple? Black man invented the coupler. Thomas, Thomas Edison gets credit for the lightning. If it wasn't for a black man inventing the filament, we wouldn't have a light bulb. Let's just talk about it. It seems like you you need us more than we need you. Because even in the in the in the the things that we do, you look at us as drug dealers and all that, we are intelligent enough to make millions. And I'm not condoning drug dealing. I want you to see something. Black men, black women are intelligent. They are superior to a lot of Caucasian people because we were made to be kings and queens. You're not dealing with dummies. You're not dealing with men and women who can't handle their business. Do we have our flaws? Of course. Just like Latinos have their flaws. Arabs have their flaws. Indians have their flaws. Caucasians have their flaws. Haitians have their flaws. Frenchmen have flaws. We all have them. Portuguese, Spanish, we all have 
flaws. One thing about it, when you look at the the building of the United States of America, we played a major role as the Tuskegee Airmen. The Tuskegee Airmen was the air unit that made sure things was right. Let's talk about it. Enough is enough. I'm tired being used as target practice for racist clowns who don't need to be here. Why don't y'all exile them somewhere? How about you send them to Somalia? How about you send them to Ethiopia? In those uh, in those war-ridden countries in Africa, and see if you can make it, because they're killers over there, and they kill for what they believe. You're not gonna do what you do over here. Understand that the black man, the black woman, is valuable everywhere, not just in the United States will value everywhere. And I'm not going to take take it out on all my white friends and cuz I don't believe all of you are like that. I'm talking to the no good racists that's doing what they're doing at this point. Understand that this is 2023. And what you think you can get away with you're not going to get away with it as if it was 1923 or 1967 or 1973 or 1980. It's not going down. Because what has happened, we are tired. And we're going to stand up. And we're going to do what we need to do to protect our families. To protect our community. We're going to do what needs to be done at all costs. And I will preface by saying I don't condone violence. You're pushing us to that though. We tried. Tried to do the right thing. You never gave us a chance to do the right thing. We get beat up. We get everything that happens to us when we report it. Nobody says anything. Nobody even takes a look at a lot of stuff what's going on with us. We have been murdered. And sometimes the police don't even indict the person that murdered us. Make it make sense to me, people. I don't want to keep talking about this. This is a fun podcast. It's also a serious one. And when things like this come across my eye, I'm going to continue to talk about it because I myself am a black man and I'm a proud black man. And I deal with proud black men and proud black women. We're not taking this any longer. So if you think Another Mr. Ryan Paul Meter is going to come along and attempt to do this again. I promise you, you got another thing coming. Because the people have lived and learned 
and now they're going to react accordingly on how they feel they need to react. Bottom line, you're not going to do this to us any longer. Jacksonville, uh, Florida has, they have rounded up even some of the, uh, some of the white people have been weighing in and they're disgusted with what happened, which proves that not all of them are bad people. And I totally get that. Just like all of us, we're stereotyped a certain way and not all of us are. But when you have a majority of things that people are bringing to the light we're doing, what can you actually say but try to prove them wrong? At the end of the day, this happened. And we will rally again. And we're going to come together. And we're going to take care of this. Bottom line. So we're going to... Uh, Green to wrap the show up. I hope that um, you understand the passion, the anger, and the frustration in my voice because I'm tired of seeing all this. So it has nothing to do with the people who are behind us and actually stand with us. Whether you Latino, whether well, I know a lot of the the Browns stand with us because they go through the same thing. But a lot of the Caucasians. It seems that, and I say I stress seems. It seems that a lot of them are upset that this happened, and a lot of them are not happy because they're being pulled in the same racist pool that a lot of these cats operate in. So they're not happy. So we gonna finish our our virtual fade, our virtual even Steven, or that virtual line up. We getting that talk put on us, that fellow. We getting the, 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 the hair off our face. and He got us looking in the mirror right now. I'm happy that you listen to what I'm trying to say. I thank you for listening. Even my uh, international, international friends, I hope that you're still listening. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Like I said, I'm trying to get a website so I can get suggestions on topics, uh, donations, on other things that I want to try to do, put together. I appreciate you listening. But I can't leave the show without saying that this episode was also sponsored by Creative 8 Inc. Get your graphics done for any event or announcement, website design, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. I need you to email Tamara at TiaMonique.com That's T-A-M-A-R-A at T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com Tamara at TiaMonique.com and that is Creative that's our show today. I'm glad you were able to join me. Until next time when we getting ready to sit in the chair, I'm going to holler at you. Y'all be good. Peace.